www.ioconnect.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hey guys, hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. Today, I do have Alex as a guest here. Hey, how you doing? Hi, so nice to be here. First of all, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity to be here with you. Uh, and I'm doing great. Had a wonderful day and would love to share some of my learnings that I've been gathering so far. Uh, what about you? How are you doing today? I'm doing also good. I would like to take the opportunity to say thank you to StartupRaven.com, the easiest and most efficient way to find investors and cooperation partners. You can go down here in the show notes and register for early access. Alex, I've been looking at your profile and actually what I have seen is that you are um, that you studied applied chemistry and that, of course, makes it, makes it very logical that you are now running a logistics startup, right? That is very true. That is very true. Thank you for uh, noticing and highlighting that. I mean, there is some similarities, to be honest, because it was uh, corrosion protection of underground pipelines that are used for transportation of strategic materials. So at least some sort of a correlation with logistics industry, but not so much. But you're right. It is it is pretty, let's say, um, a weird way how to get into logistics. Uh, totally. Um, I've seen you worked with uh, companies known to our audience, including Sender, the unicorn formerly Instafreight, Foodora, and so on. Um, I've I've also seen we we'll soon get to your company, but there you have quotes from assuming your customers, including ASOS, Senders, and Maersk, uh, one of the biggest container shipping companies in the world. So very impressive for such a young startup. Um, Thank you. But first, tell us a little bit how did you come from trans uh, minimizing the corrosion of oil pipelines to working with Fudora? Of course, more more than happy to tell you. Um, so first of all, it starts even a little bit back before uh, the the sort of uh, corrosion uh, science uh, research project. Um, it started all when I was still a teenager and um, wanted to learn English and earn some money. So I went to England actually to work um, at warehouses. Um, so I spent a couple of years there always uh, trying to work as much as I can during the summer break and also taking a little bit before and towards the end of, uh, of the, the new school year, um, where I was loading unloading trucks. This was basically uh, the daily operations um, where we had uh, the, the, the big chaos, as you probably know, at, at warehouses. Um, however, then did a quick detour in, uh, in the, let's say, uh, chemistry field, as this is also one of my big passions. And then um, I had the great opportunity to actually... Uh, work with uh, Sebastian Sonheimer from uh, from Foodora that were that was searching for people that would help him to um, sort of optimize the whole logistics uh, in the last mile, meaning connect restaurants with the drivers with the backend of Foodora uh, to be able to uh, deliver your food on time with the highest quality. Uh, so there, I was focusing on um, basically two areas. One, I was uh, building a very simple JavaScript solution for the customer service to be able to, let's say, generate codes uh, for, for vouchers and so on, distribute them with the customers. However, I was also focusing on 
um, uh, building together with uh, with the tech team uh, the the first uh, uh, vendor backend for the restaurants, so the restaurant application, and that really really inspired me. And um, you know the whole understanding of how complex this is uh, to make sure that the pizza should be only in a in the bag for several minutes, not close to the ice cream, and so on so on. And to build this amazing experience for the restaurants to be able to simply click one button that would understand all the busy hours and everything so you get your order on time. And later they got uh, acquired uh, by, uh, by Delivery Hero. Uh, so quite successful story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And from there, you, my understanding is, or at least what I can tell from LinkedIn, as always, everybody would like to reach out to you. You can go down here in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, you can go down here in the show notes and have a look um, and see a LinkedIn profile. If you're listening to this on our radio station or some of our guest station, our syndication partners, go to medium.com and look for startuprate.io and then our interview. So again, then you moved on to sender in stuff right right uh, exactly exactly that's that's very true i actually got um a very nice email from uh, a friend of mine working at hr uh, back then uh, at rocket internet and i got connected to uh, gionotto and philip ortwein uh, from instafraid they were just in an early process of uh, sort of creating this company that was similar to uber freight in america and our goal was to connect shippers like Coca-Cola, Amazon, the big shippers of the world with the free uh, carrier capacity. Uh, so we were creating this uh, digital freight forward, as I said, similar to, uh, to Uber Freight. And I had the opportunity to be the, the first employee there, uh, which makes me extremely, extremely happy. Uh, so that was the path at InstaFreight, um, a very nice company uh, to, to work at. And after that, I actually met um, um, uh, David Nothacker at one party of Forto. And uh, we got talking, uh, also got to know uh, Julius and Nico from uh, the other two co-founders of Sender. And uh, we actually decided to join forces. So I was there also as a very early employee when we were still around 10 people working in a garage. And we had also a similar idea, of course, a little bit different angle because we were focusing more on the full truck loads, not on the, on the different kind of shipments as, as perhaps Instafreight was focusing on. And uh, that's when the journey with Sender started, working in a garage, dispatching trucks, but also I was looking at the product and I became later the, the head of product for the, for the whole company. And I have to say, this was uh, one of the best jobs I ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And now the interesting question is, why did you decide to start a company for yourself and what you guys are actually doing at Byways? Of course, more than, more than happy to share. So I think two reasons uh, why we started the company. Uh, so first one was I always wanted to find out if I am the, the founder material. Um, this is something that uh, is good to try uh, rather earlier than later um, because I really don't want to have regrets. So this is the first thing I want to test. Uh, and the second thing I wanted to test is that do my ideas become sort of so powerful with combination with, of course, my co-founder that I also want to talk a little bit uh, in a second about uh, and to shape the minds and, and experience of different customers that uh, already 
serve the world of logistics as we know it right now. We just felt like it needed a little bit of a help uh, with the innovation because these robust companies cannot always uh, quickly iterate and adjust to the needs of the end consumer. Uh, so those sort of two reasons for that. And to answer the second part of the question, um, what are we actually doing? So let's start simply saying we are connecting the warehouses, so any pickup and drop of locations, uh, with all the carriers and suppliers. So you can imagine our solution as uh, a Calendly or, or sort of an, uh, a sort of a calendar application that enables you, uh, as a carrier, as a supplier, to book a transport for a desired time, for a desired length with the specific pickup and drop-up location and to kind of have the same experience in any location where buyers is. So very high standards, knowing exactly what's going to happen, knowing when you're going to enter and leave the warehouse uh, to create both parts of the equation happy, both the people at the warehouse as well as the drivers, carriers, and suppliers. Or you make them all equally unhappy. That, that will also work. <laughs> Um, so nobody, no, nobody really loses. That sounds pretty easy. Um, we can already deduce you guys are a software solution. You guys are a SaaS. Are you a marketplace? Uh, no, this is a software as a service solution. Um, so right now I would like to um, sort of put ourselves in this, in this bracket. Um, how maybe, maybe I can tell you a little bit of a, of a journey on how does it work. So our solution mm -hmm. is being sold to companies that operate or own warehouses. Um, we onboard the warehouse manager, uh, the people, other people working at the warehouse on our solution, which usually takes uh, an hour just to be uh, clear about that. It's very easy to use it. And then once people get familiar with it, uh, try a couple of um, processes themselves. Uh, we adjust to their process as well, obviously, as we are a highly configurable solution. Then we onboard all the carriers and suppliers on the other side, whether it's DHL or Nike or Adidas, there are people who, who actually like to use our solution because it helps them to uh, get, let's say, the operational expenses down. Not just because people don't have to be on phone calls and emails anymore when organizing shipments, um, but they also can, let's say, decrease the operational expenses because they don't have to be uh, night shifts on, on, on the phone. They don't have to be working at that time And they can do uh, something else, for example, sleep. Sleeping <laughs> is always important. Yes, I totally understand that logic. Um, and, uh, I have just one question. Can you talk a little bit about the your target audience? So meaning how do you have to imagine the day of of a normal dispatcher that is working there. So he's all the time on the phone trying to match the stuff he has to ship from A to B. And then when the truck is empty, has to get somewhere somehow freight for driving back in order to maximize the utility of his vehicle. That is exactly correct. Uh, just to elaborate on this topic. So uh, first of all, we have two parties in our solution. First one is the carrier, and the other one is the warehouse. So let's talk a little bit about the carrier first. Um, so there are dispatching coordinators that their job is to find the right truck for the right price, and that's when their job should technically stop. But unfortunately, if they don't use solution like ours, they have to constantly be on a phone call 
with the driver and with the warehouse understanding, hey, can we come 10 minutes earlier, 10 minutes later? Why is my truck still at your warehouse? When is it going to be unloaded? Because I need to find a next shipment for my truck because I don't want to lose money on waiting. So exactly as you said, and on this front, if you use solution like ours, it enables you to understand if you can adjust the arrival and then understanding mm -hmm. when exactly would you leave. So you can then plan your next shipment and then again use byways to, to align the other parties as well. Now, on the other hand side, you have a warehouse. And as a warehouse, let's say manager, you need to make sure in this very slim margin business to utilize as much of the staff and the, the capital expenses, so the, the property as you can. So with our solution, you would understand, hey, 10 trucks are coming at these specific hours that day. So how many people do I need? I need 10 people, one person at each dock at specific times. So you avoid paying, for example, overtimes. And on the other hand side, you can avoid having all the trucks come in at the same time, letting them wait, and then perhaps paying them the wait time penalties, which are kind of a standard in the uh, in the in the road freight uh, industry. Uh, so from the other hand side, it also helps uh, the other party, the warehouse, to to get on top of the resources and understanding where where they need to double down when there are issues, they can quickly resolve it and so on. Mm -hmm. um, I would be curious what kind of freight is there actually transported? Because I do understand there are usually containers full of whatever clothing that are not, that don't require the same means of transportation as, for example, food. Mm -hmm. I just recently did an interview with a startup that, tra that uh, trades medical cannabis. I do believe they have pretty different um, ramifications for the transportation than, for example, um, uh, a container full of clothing. What kind of um, items are actually shipped with your uh, with your solution? Where, where are you hmm. focusing on? It's a very good question. So the thing is, what we noticed so far is that we are pretty agnostic when it comes to the uh, sort of uh, type of goods that are either in a container or on pallets, uh, or we also do loose materials. So what I want to say is that um, we actually don't mind what is in the truck. We know this information to be able to give it to the warehouse staff so they can understand what type of equipment do they need to load or unload the specific cargo. Um, but for us, it's only interesting, interesting to know what is in the truck because this helps us to understand the length of the loading and unloading, giving the number of people at the warehouse, the equipment, and so on. And we can also distribute the work across the, across the day. So long story short, it is quite industry agnostic. Uh, we do have customers mm -hmm. in uh, industries like uh, e-commerce in general, then uh, very heavy on fashion, uh, also uh, uh, construction materials as well, uh, like a company called Semex that means ready to mix concrete. Uh, and and different aggregates uh, as well. So pretty agnostic on this front. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, you're now doing this for um, yeah almost two years. What have you learned in this time as an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Not only uh, that there are different types of cement and different types mm -hmm. of input that you can ship around or whatever. And when the people are loading and unloading it, they better wear protection uh, for the breathing and stuff like that. That's, that's a very good point. So um, I think 
I learned sort of um, uh, things in two areas. First one, when it comes to business, the other one, when it comes to, uh, let's say, uh, personally. Uh, so when it comes to business, um, I have learned that even though I thought I'm in logistics for many, many years, for over eight years now, actually, I still see new things every day. I still see big issues like two containers being sent uh, to the same warehouse or, or a container sent somewhere else by accident, um, then broken goods in, 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 in trucks, um, wasting so much potential of, of, the, of the people not having to do anything because at the moment there is no trucks at the warehouses. So just want to say that on the, on the business, from the business perspective, I learned that there is so much chaos in the industry. Uh, still, and even um, the biggest companies in the world, uh, they still handle a lot of things manually, um, which brings me to the topic that we do. I would still encourage many, many more players to come in and to really uh, look at the sort of uh, warehouse-related activities because these are the gatekeepers of logistics and we need to really put the right solutions into the places of the right people so they can make the best decisions. And on the other hand side, uh, when it comes to sort of a personal um, topics, I learned that um, uh, being a founder is very difficult, um, but it's extremely rewarding. And uh, on this front, I have to say that I think it is thanks to Simon, my co-founder, that the things are just better. Because having someone working with you on such a difficult topic, as well as our amazing stellar tech teams and sales teams um, that I want to um, give a big respect. It is the people you're working with. So I cannot be happier being surrounded by such an amazing people, especially my co-founder, Simon, and, and our wonderful investors that just make things easier every day. Before we get to the investors and how you guys are funded, I have one more question because I was just uh, before we started the interview, I was looking in my weekly report and last week we've been downloaded in 92 countries across the world. Nice. Question is here, um, would your tool be usable across the world or do you have like certain areas where it works and where it doesn't? So... Another good question. We are right now very active in Asia and Europe. Uh, we are going later this year also to Africa and America. And this is only because the customers have supply chains around the world. So it's really something we don't want to say no to if they really need it. And they have warehouses, as I said, across the globe. Um, so our solution can be used uh, anywhere where you have internet and some sort of a device where you can log in to the browser um, and it's a good question because what we are supporting is the multilingual communication. So we, our solution is able to translate, um, let's say, things from one language to another. So if you are in a, in a, in a Polish warehouse and you receive, uh, let's say, a, a Turkish truck driver, you don't need to speak Turkish or they don't need to speak Polish, but our system will sort of translate it for you. All the instructions, where to go, when to go, what sort of uh, things you need to get ready for when you do the loading, unloading. So it is used uh, right now, as I said, Europe and Asia, but uh, there is no place that byways cannot be. Mm -hmm. Understood. 
I was looking at your profile here, for example, in Crunchbase, and I've seen that you have closed a seed round already with uh, Entrepreneur First, Reflex Capital, Venista Ventures, and Ride Capital, who is the lead investor. Um, are you guys currently looking for uh, new investors when you already have the US inside? Um, so right now we are, when it comes to fundraising, uh, we will be sharing uh, more information in the, on this front in the next few weeks, months. Um, we will be uh, selecting a very close uh, investor network that we uh, believe, uh, you know, this buyer's opportunity will suit the best. Um, and of course, we are planning to continue with our current investors. As I said, uh, they have been uh, amazing support. Um, so, but we want to also give an opportunity for, for the newcomers. Mm -hmm. That means you're currently fundraising and soon there will be something to tell about. Mm -hmm. um, let, let, quick, quick correction. I want to be very transparent here. So very, okay, very good point. But right now I have to say full focus on sales and product development, uh, which brings me to the topic. I mean, we are therefore in, in need always for great talent, mainly on the sales and, and tech front. But when it comes to fundraising, we'd like to stay laser focused right now on, on, on sales and product. But as I said, a couple of weeks, months, um, some people will be uh, definitely, we will be definitely getting in touch with some people to, let's say, discuss the, the future, the future plans of highways. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the interested investors, we know, depending on our audience, uh, on our audience survey, depending on when and where you and how you ask, approximately 45% of our audience out there is looking for investment opportunities so they can reach out to you via LinkedIn. And of course, my usual next question is, are you guys hiring? You already said you are hiring and you will share uh, the link for everybody who is listening to this or watching this uh, where they can um, apply. Of course, um, more than happy to. I mean, right now, the simplest thing is to go uh, to our website. May I share the name? Yes, yeah, sure. Perfect. So if you go to byways.io or just simply go to my LinkedIn profile, there are all the instructions there. Uh, you would be able to see uh, what we are currently hiring for. However, just to summarize, um, it's very simple because there is a lot of info of interested customers. We need uh, sales executives that would help us to uh, to manage this uh, this pipeline. And on the other hand side, full stack engineers, we are always looking forward to extend our current uh, stellar tech team uh, with more and more people. You can never have too many coders. I know, I yeah. know, especially the good <laughs> ones. Uh-huh, they're very well thought after. Very <laughs> rare, very rare. <laughs> Great. Alex, that was a pleasure talking to you. Um, you're a little bit earlier stage than usual, the guests that I have, but I found your product uh, very interesting, including your background. That's why you're here a little bit earlier and the interview is a tiny bit shorter than what we usually do. But nonetheless, I hope to have you back. Usually it takes two or three years and then we can make another awesome interview. So it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. Again, want to encourage other people to look into this industry. It is a lot of things to do here. And of course, if you are interested in using our solution, any warehouse manager out there, please give us a call or send us an email. More than happy to share our learnings with our current customer base. Thank you so much, Joe.
Thank you. Have a great day. Bye bye. Have a great day. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring. Thank、you